What is up, guys? The second episode of my podcast. It feel, And it's also my birthday, by the way. So, there's a lot to talk about. And not a lot of time to talk about it, either. But today, I specifically want to talk about Cheesecake, California Governor, California Dreamboat Governor, Gavin Newsom. And his mask requirements. This guy listens to Beyonce songs. And then uses that to determine policy. Now I've been seeing Gavin Newsom everywhere. Jimmy Kimmel. We've been seeing him on Seth Meyers. Late night TV shows, commercials. You know what? The only thing. The only place where I haven't seen Gavin Newsom. Is in his office. The only place where I haven't seen him. Is doing town halls. It's like he's auditioning to be the governor of California, and he doesn't realize that he's gotten the part years ago. How long does California have to suffer through this key lime version of Obama's midlife crisis? Imagine if the nation of Chas happened in California. Somehow he would handle it worse than the current mayor of Seattle. I mean, Gavin Newsom will probably be begging to join them. He would probably abandon even being governor of California and then just go live with the socialists and the communes. Ask Gavin Newsom his stance on anything and he finds a way to blame Donald Trump. Donald Trump lives rent-free in Gavin Newsom's mind. So He lives so rent-free that he's ready to slap a wealth tax on his own thoughts. And of course, Gavin Newsom will come on board defending you defunding the police. How about we start with your own police and your own security? Then we'll talk about anything else you want to do. Who's going to protect Gavin Newsom from those 2 a.m. Dunkin' Donut runs? And you know what? I, I think a homeless person could have run the state of California better than Governor Smokey the Bear. And that's all I got to say for right now. So the Democrats had their kumbaya last night. And can, I mean, can we stop calling them Democrats and start labeling them socialists, communists, Bolsheviks? Because that, that's essentially all that they are. And we, we heard from Crazy Bernie, um, who is absolutely psychotic in every way possible. We heard from Michelle Obama, who said absolutely nothing. In fact, you know, this is why they had to break it up into multiple days. Because the country could not stand or could not bear to sit all in one setting and hear the elitist nonsense that these people were spewing out. Michelle Obama had the nerve to say when her husband and Joe left office, they were respected around the world. CNN is not the world. MSNBC is not the world. BuzzFeed isn't the entire planet, Michelle. And now, don't get me wrong, there's some things that I respect about Barack Obama. I respect the fact that he attempted to speak without a teleprompter at times, completely um, disintegrating the English language. But don't get me, that's brave. I respect that. I respected his resilience. Every single time that the Trump economy was doing well, Barack Obama would pop back in and claim, take credit for it. That takes a lot of dedication, Barack. Way to go. And I like that Andrew Yang showed up. He, although he looked like a hostage, he looked fairly scared. I don't know if it was because he's around a, a bunch of anarchists. 
and he's the only sane one in the room, or if it was the fact that he was being held hostage at some sort of Beijing laboratory working on the next virus. I don't know. I don't know. It might have been just the fact that he had flashbacks of when he was running for president and the DNC completely snubbed him in every way possible. Thoughts and prayers for Andrew Yang. She had good sport, Gretchen Whitmer. I, I call her a good sport because, you know, she was on the short list to become Biden's BP. Uh, that was before everybody knew how much of a witch she was. And she showed up, she, she pre-recorded a video anyways for a ticket that she felt as if she should have been on. That's got to be a real slap in the face there. Staffers were probably in the background playing Animal Crossing, watching her suffering behind that snide plastic face she has she thought it was i'm, I'm sure she's pissed because she thought it was her turn i mean she was probably at home depot picking out uh frames the mirror she wanted in the white house she probably already ordered the furniture from ikea she had her menu that she wanted the chefs to cook in the white house every single day she bought new tennis balls for the white house uh recreational center she she's she was about to move in she she had her address change already probably i mean the whole shebang was going on i bet they already had a story party planned and then they were like nope nope it's all gone in fact go, go quarantine gretchen that that's probably what you should do now this was what back to bernie this was the calmest that i'd ever seen him in my entire life I didn't even know if it was him at first. Like, I, I thought that he had been replaced by Bernard Sanders, his brother, because he wasn't ranting about the millionaires and the billionaires. I guess now that he's a millionaire, he can no longer rant about them and how they're not paying their quote-unquote fair share of being taxed at 99.9%. It is interesting to have Bernie Sanders, socialist extraordinaire, breadline Bernie, and Mike, Michael Bloomberg speaking at the same convention. Mini Mike, when it, whenever it comes to cars, if it his gets remotely dirty, he probably just throws it away and buys a new car. He loses the keys to his house. He doesn't even look for them. He just buys an entire new mansion. He probably pays to have Adele sing him bedtime stories every night. That's how rich this guy is. And him and Bernie are speaking at the same convention. That just shows to the entire world how fractured the Democratic Party is whenever it comes to ideology. And we have AOC speaking. Um, there, she has like a 60-second time slot. Probably not longer so that she won't embarrass the entire party and turn even more people away from voting for Joe Biden. But really, this night was about how Joe is a good guy. He's, he's a good guy to the people who also have power. That's, that's my takeaway from this. It's kind of sad. They were telling stories of Joe in his prime before he had dementia. How is this guy running for president? He, he, sh he shouldn't even be president of the AARP, let alone president of the country. And he shouldn't, he shouldn't be president of the Pudding Association of America with his state. It, it's genuine. I, I feel bad for the guy. I didn't think it would be possible for me to feel bad for a piece of human garbage. But here I am. I got, I got a heart. What can, what can I say? I noticed that I didn't see Stacey Abrams. I mean, she's it, it's hard to miss her anywhere she goes. And the reason it's hard to miss her, because every single time I see her, she's complaining about voter fraud and her loss to Brian Kemp. Everybody else, like, 
I'm sure all of our campaign staffers have other jobs right now. Some of them probably aren't even Democrats anymore. Yet Stacey Abrams feels the need to remind us that the election was quote-unquote stolen from her. This is what happened. This is the mentality that manifests when we entertain ideas such as reparations. Like, I mean, she's, she's even worse than Hillary at this point. At least Hillary recognized the fact that she lost. Despite the ha- fact that she had a million and five excuses for it, she, she is that aware that she was voted in and that she's not president. Out of, out of the criminal cabal, I'd, I'd probably say Kamala's the worst one. Kamala Harris is just downright scary. She would do anything or anyone to get to where she wants to go. This is the person that doesn't want to be just president. They, she wants to be a ruler. Like, I mean, people will be out there throwing tea in, in the Atlantic Ocean if she was president. Guarantee it. And I don't know what the rich people will be doing. I, I assume they'd be out there protesting too. Maybe champagne, downing champagne in the Pacific or at the Great Lakes, the blue-collar workers pouring out... But, well, actually, they would, they would never pour out beer, let me tell you. But she is a like a tyrant in the making you know at least with joe biden he kind of he kind of puts a mask on somewhat although it's not it's not a mask it's it's not a blackface mask like governor northam but joe biden at least comes across as a guy that your poor grandpa that you have dementia for that's trying to sucker you into voting for him kamala is i'm telling you she's dangerous I, I don't I don't want to use the word evil. I mean I do want to use it, but I won't. We talk about the Clinton body count. What is there a Kamala count? Because I would not be surprised at all. She's rough, but anyways, she has an extremely bad past. It, it, it's a, it's somewhat of a failure actually. Like yes, I get it. She's she's had a bunch of important offices. We know how she got them. But her record is terrible. And that was pretty evident whenever Tulsi Gabbard destroyed her in the presidential debates. And she was chosen as VP. Ladies and gentlemen, this what, what, a, what a winning ticket right here. We have Joe Biden writing crime bills. And we have Kamala Harris, who's the cop that enforced them. Beautiful moment in American history, these two right here. And instead of having leadership and setting an example through the horrendous things that are happening in this country right now what kamala puts on a mask and she goes out there and and joins them she joins the protesters now i understand that uh police reforms need to happen but you see all of the, the looting that's going on you see people being beat up in the streets viciously you see the lawlessness happening and the message isn't law and order which is supposedly her whole repertoire no it's it's uh, hey guys how, how can i pander to you more are any are you guys registered to vote looters it's ridiculous but somebody stop kamala somebody stop joe biden and it's gonna be harder to stop actually uh i'm not gonna go there but he he'll be stopped soon enough anyways and uh, one of the last things I wanted to talk about, Donald Trump's brother, unfortunately, re- recently passed away. 
And any death is is sad to me. Regardless, barred if somebody's an actual dictator, then you're the scum of the earth. You need to go. If you're a rapist, pedophile, your your time on earth is gone, and I'm glad to see it happen. But Trump's brother wasn't any of those things, was he? And the left is celebrating his death, and hashtag wrong Trump was trending on Twitter. The same people that want to lecture to you about morality and compassion, yet, you know, they're over here on the side, can't wait to type in wrong Trump. It's hypocritical. Even if it wasn't hypocritical, it would still be shameful. I have never in my life wished death on somebody that was a political enemy of mine. I would. I wish they retire. I wish they would stop being such a moron. I wish that they could be reasonable, but I, I, I never wish death. And it's sick that somebody even has that mentality. And I'm not just saying that because it's the brother of Trump. When John McCain passed, I wasn't a huge fan of his. I don't think most of the state of Arizona was, or really most of the Republican Party. But I didn't say anything. I, I didn't dis- dishonor his name. Even though he did a pretty good job of that himself, I didn't, uh, you know, say hashtag hashtag wrong McCain. No, that I moved on with my life like a non-psychotic person, like a reasonable human being that knows how to act and function in society. Just another quick thing. Um, We're going to have Brandon Tatum on on the Blexit podcast. I'm excited for that to happen. A few things to discuss with them. And he's somebody that's been at the forefront, along with Candace Owens, along with Larry Elder, and the people that came before all of them, to wake the fuck up, Black America. You're, you're voting for the... You're living in slums, and you're voting for the same Democrats who don't give a damn about anything that happens in their communities. A lot of the time, they don't even live there. Okay? You're you're in the middle of the hood, and they're out there, you know, uh, the upper east side of Manhattan. Whatever they're doing. Live, living it up at uh, the Rich Carlton. Obviously, not to that extent, but you get, you get the analogy. So while you're struggling to pay bills monthly, getting further and further into debt, you know, dead-end job, working 50 hours a week to barely provide for your family. The fat cats up in Washington who are on vacation right now, at least the Senate, they, they're having the time of their lives. They're probably at Bora Bora, you, you know, have a little uh, pina colada with the, the straw thing in it. It's ridiculous what's happening in this country and how we're supposed to bow down to public officials and we're supposed to be enslaved to a certain party because we personally like the politician that represents us, but they don't represent anything. So just something to keep in mind. These people that I just mentioned, they really are trying to 
to give a different perspective to save America. Because what we're doing is an embarrassment. It's not working. We, th- these people need to go. And if you're a Republican not doing your job, I'll kick you out just as fast as a Democrat. You're like, come on, man. I mean, if, if you're a representative, you should have some wrinkles under your eyes. Because, I mean, you're, you're working. You sh- I mean, you should have a little dry mouth going on. You should have uh, be a little dehydrated. N- not this, you know, w- w- what we're seeing now. But, uh, so I'll, I'll just wrap it up. And y'all have a blessed day. And, and really, we, we need prayer for this nation. And beyond the prayer, we need calls to action. Oh, and also, Donald Trump pardoned Susan B. Anthony today. I, 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 I see people criticizing the move. I don't know what there is to criticize, really, with that. It seems pretty cut and dry. He, he kind of teased a little bit that it was going to be Edward Snowden that was going to get the pardon today. I asked on my personal Facebook how people felt about that. It seemed like a pretty mixed reaction. I was surprised. Um, people have their own thoughts on that. I've voiced my opinion. I'm not going to reiterate here. Um, but yeah, so it, a, lot of, a lot of interesting comments. People viewing the Edward Snowden situation completely differently. I'm not going to edit that out. I'm going to let you guys be entertained by that complete monstrosity of what I just did. So, anyways, that that's a great note to end on. Talk to y'all later. See ya.